pre-recorded from Upper Lawrenceville, it's Piranathon! With Robin Elaine Hitchcock, Bob Shields, Regina Connolly, featuring Mavis Dickinson Casserole, musical guest Alex Reed, and your subject, Charlize Theron! Theronathon. We are taking you on a journey through the career of Charlize Theron. I am Robin Hitchcock. With me, as always, are Bob Shields, Regina Connolly, and this week we are looking at Charlize Theron's first guest host appearance on Saturday Night Live, season 26, episode four, and it was the last episode before the 2000 presidential election that aired on november 4th year 2000 (laughs) a simpler time yeah (laughs) they were so worried about the destruction george w bush would rain down (laughs) yep so let's do our one sound review Uh Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) so colin was watching with me and he goes like oh so she's just not funny and I was like, oh, yeah. blasphemy! <laughs> like, I, Charlize Theron is funny. Look at young adult. She is funny. But I think she had not yet learned how to be funny in 2000. Yes, yes. I think my, my favorite <laughs> moment is in, she's in a sketch in the Blair Witch Project, where she's very blatantly just reading cue cards. She has oh, some yeah. serious cue card problems in this. And she was better at, like, a lot of people on SNL are bad at cue card reading, and I tend to not notice very much. Sure. But she was much better when she hosted again in, what was it, 20... 2014. That sounded right. Yeah. Wow, that's a long span. Yeah. Anyway, I wish that I had watched the cat sketch like 15 times on repeat versus any of the sketches we saw here. Yeah. All right, so let's go through, I guess, one by one. Oh, let's actually, we'll start by sort of explaining that we did not watch the whole episode. Yeah, so they do 90 minutes of sketch. And we watch less than 15 minutes, because that's what's available. <laughs> so, like, to be fair, it's a 90-minute show, but, like, I think we talked about when we watched the, in quotation marks, full episode. Yeah. That it's much, much less than that. There's, like, a musical guest, there's, there's commercials. two musical guests, the commercials, all of that. Two but, musical guests? Two or, musical sorry, appearances. Two, mus- two songs from the musical guest. Gotcha. So I would say that even a full-length 90-minute episode of SNL probably has, like, 45 minutes of content. Gotcha. But this was, like Bob Shields said, 15 (laughs) minutes of content because it's only half the sketches. And we only saw two sketches with Charlize in it, along with a handful of others, and we saw her opening monologue. We did not see any of her other appearances throughout the episode. So it's a a limited review, but this is what the internet has given us. That's that's right. This is what is available now that CISO has gone down the toilet. So maybe if the mid-catalog of SNL ever makes it back into a streaming service, we'll... uh, do an addendum. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so in the meantime, we'll talk about what we did get to watch, starting with 
her monologue. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so her monologue is mostly by Tracy Morgan. Okay, so first of all, I have to talk about her outfit, though. Okay. She is wearing the outfit that Faith, when she was in Buffy's body, wore. Yep, <laughs> yep, exactly that outfit. Like, it's a spaghetti strap strap tank top with the straps, like, all the way on the outside of your shoulders. I forgot that was a thing. Very boxy front, and she's wearing, like, red leather pants that have laces on the front. And boot cut, like, whoa. Yes. Yes, it was. Also, she's and got... this weird leather cord with a fake flower on it. Bless, bless the late nineties. Yeah, so this that very much like I would have placed that look solidly in nineteen ninety nine as opposed to late two thousand. But, but you she, know, she looks like she should be hunting vampires. She does. Yeah, yeah, and she looks so awkward. <laughs> this is like I think the only time that Charlize Theron, as herself, yeah, has seemed uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she did not look. I I I choose to believe maybe she wasn't thrilled with the content of it, but also yeah, like she looked very intimidated nervous. and nervous. I think this might be the earliest time I've ever seen her as not herself in character. I think yeah. it might be for me too. Yeah, she does like this really awkward dance mm-hmm. while she's waiting for the band to finish their theme song. And it reminded me of, like, when improvisers come out on stage and they're waiting for someone to say, like, hello, we are bandied about. And (laughs) what I I wish I could do is, like, whisper in her ear the advice that she gives in that gif about how to walk like a queen. Yes. And, like, you need to go back and tell your younger self to think of murder. Yeah, it's, like, it's so physically uncomfortable to watch. And then... But kind of endearing. Yeah, I guess so. I was very unhappy. And then (laughs) we make it to the content of the monologue, which made me even more unhappy. So the basic premise of which is she says, Hi, I am from South Africa. And then Tracy Morgan from the audience interrupts. The one joke I liked was her being like, yes, sir. And he says, no, I'm Tracy Morgan. I'm on the show. I like that he's like, I wasn't in a lot of rehearsals this week because it felt like a critique on them underutilizing him. I think it was. And I just thought it was so like, Tracy Morgan is hilarious. And like, that was just like that one line deliberately also like, that's like his appeal Yes. Just in a yeah. moment. I feel like Tracy Morgan is one of those comedians, like, where I feel like a lot of people, you get familiar with their delivery. Like, everyone knows the Jerry Seinfeld delivery of yeah. certain things. Or uh, someone was talking last night, Sean Collier was talking last night, about the how John Oliver has the, like, monotone upper register delivery of a yes. joke. And, like, one of the things I love about Tracy Morgan is I'm always like, I don't, I can't. Pin it down? I can't break apart what makes the things that you say so funny to me. But they just are. Yeah. Like, like everything you say, I was just like, you're just irresistibly hilarious to me. (laughs) That all goes down the tubes, though. Because the basic premise of the monologue is that Tracy Morgan is like, hey, so you're African-American. And then they bond over black culture. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Yes. Which is illogical to begin with because she's not American at that time. She's, She's a green card holder, but not a citizen. It's when... Yeah, I mean... I mean, she's... Bob Shields, how long have you lived in the United States? Nearly five years. Okay, so longer than Charlize had at that point. or right. No, roughly the same amount of time, right? I, I so it's 2000, when was Two Days in the Valley? 96? Uh, yeah. So, right, so she, she was in your shoes, and you wouldn't say you're American, no. right? No. Okay. All right, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know, I lived abroad for three years, and I never, ever, ever would have said I'm South African. Yeah, right. sort of like, I can't imagine that you could <laughs> exactly. have lived there long enough that you would ever say that, even but if you got citizenship. This is going to sound cheesy, but 
I think America has this sort of like nation of immigrants feeling where people who come here are more likely to end up calling themselves Americans. So like it's the whole joke is them bonding over black culture is the same because she's African-American. And he like talks about the size of her ass. He talks uh-huh. about talking in movie theaters. Menthol cigarettes. Like it's like bad jokes. It's, yeah. it's, it seems like jokes written by white people, which I'm guessing that it was. Yeah. It's like, what do we know about black people? You know what I mean? Like it was just, oh, uh, it's so awkward. And like Bob said, does it make sense? Right. And I think that maybe, like, people don't really say African-American anymore. Correct. So I think that in 2000, that people said that, I think, more than black at the time. Absolutely. So I, I think, think that... At least in my, in my existence. I don't okay. know. I can't speak for all of America, but I feel like that was what was considered the appropriate terminology at the time. I even find, like, talking about this sketch, like, I'm like, I just want to skip over it. Because I'm sort of like, it was bad. It felt very dated. So I was like, I guess that's something. And Charlize was... Pointedly unfunny. And also, like, much as I just said how much I, like, delight in Tracy Morgan, he didn't seem all that, like, really solid. He he felt like he was, like, I'm going through the motions. Also, this is something that, like, Robin, you might know more about, but I feel like when Tiffany Haddish recently hosted, Mm -hmm. there was discussion about, like, how infrequently they've had black women host SNL. I think it's been, like, three times in the last... 18 years. So it was awkward when one of the jokes was like, finally, we have a sister here. And I think that maybe the first time was Taraji P. Henson. I thought it was Whoopi Goldberg. So, no, I meant the first time in this century. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, since (laughs) So, like, yeah. I'm not 100% sure that's true. So, yeah, them making that joke is just... Again, it's sort of like Tracy Morgan being, I wasn't in the episode, so you didn't see me around. Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like poking fun at themselves, but at the same time, it doesn't make it any better. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But they have to produce 90 minutes of sketch a week. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on, there are two sketches. There was a third that was not included, but of a glimpse at our potential future. And the first one, which was the cold open, is George W. Bush. And it's like, wouldn't it be zany if someone as stupid as George W. Bush ended up being president? <laughs> I, He's got a barbecue on his desk. That was my favorite part is that there was a literal fire right <laughs> next to him. And my uh, no, my actual favorite part about it was this made me be like, I, wanna, I miss Will Ferrell sometimes. Yeah, Will Ferrell was great. Yeah, he was uh, excellent. But I really like, so the, the camera opens and it's like the Oval Office just empty. And they're like, come on. Come on out. And he like pokes his head up from under the desk at an angle slowly. And he's like, no. And then goes back down under it. And I find people's heads popping up unexpectedly. 90% funny. Never not funny. I'll, I'll, I'll say maybe sometimes it's, it, it is not funny. But yeah, 90% never not funny. So it's like, I, this, this sketch was, I think, funny. It just yeah. is so like quaint. I mean, if I saw this in 2010, I would be like, this is so quaint, you know, right. like, ha ha ha, what if George W. Bush gets elected? Yeah, because he <laughs> right? says like, oh, and that war thing. And I was like, oh, right, that did happen. He did take it us was, to war. It was oddly prescient. <laughs> the, uh, it predicts Dick Cheney getting shot in a hunting accident. <laughs> yeah. He shot someone. He didn't get shot. No, he got shot in the face. Oh, he no, shot he someone shot, in the face? He shot someone he shot in the face. He shot someone in the face. And they yeah. made that person apologize. <laughs> <laughs> He's controlled the narrative so much that you thought that he was the victim of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but that was funny. And then I also cringe laughed at Texas becoming new USSR. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because who would have thought that somehow Republicans would end up loving Russia? 
But also, like, that Florida was just like, bye. We've detached along state lines from the mainland. And, like, the Mississippi River flooding. I was like, oh. weird, like, Katrina yeah. prediction. It was creepy. The whole thing was creepy. And then he was like, and even the Great Lakes are on fire, even though I know that's bad. I thought that was funny. So this was a funny sketch that just is, like, sort of awkward to watch now that we have a president who makes George W. Bush look like a real politician. Yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, and then the follow-up to that, which we didn't watch these in order, at least, was Ralph Nader as president. And Played by Jimmy Fallon, playing a character. Who knew yeah. that was Actually that? trying. Accurately. Yeah, yeah, I was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well, so he is, and this also made me depressed, but he was like basically like saying all these good things happening, and he's just like, just giving a monologue of how everything in America is pretty great, and then all of a sudden you see like very shitty prop pigs like drop in from the top screen with flying, yeah. and they don't say anything about it, but he just keeps talking about how everyone is happy and there's healthcare and all this other stuff, and then two devils pop up and are like shivering. <laughs> and then have a snowball fight! <laughs> and the snowball fight is what really made it for me. My only criticism is at the very end, one of them was like hey ralph or something like one of them like basically like broke made the joke apparent yeah i was just like if they had just had all that happening yeah. in the background without comment and then the scene had just ended that would be fine but, I agree. Like, but the devil interacting with ralph nader i was like you you've gone too it. far you've ruined it you told us that what you were doing wasn't real right there was also one with al gore which was not included which i went to the snl transcript site and apparently it involved him quizzing America. Yeah, so he, the the joke that I thought was funny, he's like, yes, I've taken over four and a half hours of broadcast tonight as I do every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl is a day. All right, so the first Charlize sketch in the show was the Blair Witch Tour. Mm-hmm. Also oddly prescient. Well, I, at the time of watching it, I thought this is oddly predictive of the actual sequel to the Blair Witch Project, which involves goth-like people going into the woods but then i realized this actually came out a month after that was going to be my question yeah it came out after the sequel so it's making fun of the sequel they must have yeah. made that sequel fast yeah they made it within within a year well, wow they had a lot of cash all of a sudden yeah, yeah. i guess so <laughs> we did this with a tenor before now we have so all chris Catan and molly shannon's characters those are recurring characters who i'd completely forgotten about they're recurring yeah so it was like they had a public access show Oh. It was his, it's like uh, Asriel and she's Cersei Nightshade, which I think is a funny character name. Yeah. But they're just, they're goths. Yeah. Cool. And then they're on a tour led by Charlize Theron through the woods of the Blair Witch Project. She looks great in Angelina Jolie's salt wig. Can yeah. I just say? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that is a bad, I thought that was a bad wig. Like it looked, I'm not saying it's a good wig in salt. Looked, <laughs> it, it it looked like it looked like it wasn't made of hair. It's it's a Halloween wig. Like yeah, very shiny. I guess that maybe they thought it was like, well, this girl would be wearing a bad wig. I don't know. Anyway, Saturday Night Live has like a ridiculously huge wig budget, and like <laughs> that's something that I've always been fascinated by is how much money they spend on wigs on that show. And so I was like, guys, you do better. <laughs> yeah, Horatio Sands part was funny. I've never seen the Blair Witch Project, so I was hoping there were jokes that I just wasn't getting. But I no. found this no. very unwatchable. It was incredibly bad sketch. 
and this was the one where she was like obviously reading cue cards. Yeah. Her line delivered. Like everyone was standing awkwardly next to each other. I was like, any any sketch where Chris Kattan seems like the most engaging and funniest person is not a very good sketch. I thought Horatio Sands was funny in it. I did not. Okay. Because he shows up <laughs> at the end as the Blair Witch and he's like wearing a football jersey and eating chips. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I like that level of non-commitment. Like this must have been, I think, a bad episode because that was like their after the break sketch. Right. Yeah. I did sort of like the title card jokes. The like, it costs $70. Oh, taste the $70 or whatever. Yeah, or like before that where they were just like, <laughs> meals not included. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I thought the title, I liked yeah, you're humor. Yeah, you right. Some Brechtian. And it was ha-ha. read by Dr. Spaceman, who has <laughs> an epic voice. Yeah. Oh, I guess the real first sketch was Total Request Live. Which, the Gemini's twin sketch, which was tragically Uh, not on the internet. This is the sketch that they showed a clip of in her monologue of her 2014 hosting job. And I am so sad that it was not included because I would love to see that. I would love to see, because Maya Rudolph is in that one, right? Yep. Yes. There was the Marilyn Monroe sketch. Let's talk about that one. So, Charlize Theron playing Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yep. Did a terrible job fitting her into the Marilyn Monroe dress. Like, give her some fake tits. They did. I thought they did. They, ga- they gave her two small fake tits. <laughs> like it's, They blew all the money on that wig. I, so. It just was like, come on, guys. Like, you've seen countless women wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress for Halloween who looked better in it than Charlize Theron did on national television. It looked like a Halloween costume. Uh, it just looked terrible. I was very, <laughs> very disappointed. <laughs> but basically, it's Joe DiMaggio. Was that also Jimmy Fallon? That was also Jimmy so Fallon I guess playing when, a character. When Jimmy Fallon first joined the show, he tried hard. Is that what the situation Possibly. is? <laughs> like, Colin asked me, like, what is this about? And I'm like, well, this is a real story. This actually happened. And I'm like, so they're just taking this real story that everyone knows and they're heightening it very ham-fistedly. Right. I kind of laughed at Will Ferrell, again, going under her skirt. That was funny. So basically, like, Joe DiMaggio is freaking out that uh, he's very jealous of anyone interacting with Marilyn Monroe. And at some point she's like, oh, like, you know, like, my, my panties are askew. And so, like, they call in costuming, and Will Ferrell's, like, about to go underneath her skirt to fix it. And Jody Maggi's like, no, like, that's my wife. He's like, sir, I'm a complete professional. <laughs> and then as soon as he's under the skirt, he goes, Yowza, I'm in heaven. heaven. <laughs> yes. It's very funny. And then he's like, I need a bobby pin and, like, or a, a safety pin. And, like, five more men go underneath her skirt. I didn't like the sketch because I was also kind of like, oh, those are just five dudes, like, with their face up in her business. So that's the thing is that, like, this sketch and then there was another sketch we didn't watch called the Buena Vista Social Club, which is about people. It's The summary on SNL transcripts is the horny members of the Buena Vista Social Club, Jerry Minor, Horatio Sands, Try to dance erotically with a hot blondie, Charlize Theron. I think the part of the sketch that was made me the most uncomfortable, even more than everyone going under her skirt, was like, at some point, a person just comes and like honks her fake boobs, like just oh, keeps yeah. squeezing them. And then he's like, like, who is this guy? And she's like, I don't even know. He doesn't even work here. And she's like, it's just what what you have to do when you're in Hollywood. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, but now post Weinstein, it feels a little... And, but like, she is actively doing that, right? She's like, well, I'm a hot chick hosting SNL, so they're going to make sketches where people right. touch me inappropriately, and I laugh through it. Like, that's an actual human's body being touched inappropriately right. in reality. So, like, it just, I didn't like it. Also... Wasn't Joe DiMaggio abusive? I think he might have been. I think he probably was, yeah. <laughs> so, like, Odds are good. Yeah, and like, so I, you know, 
I want to fact check that before we like include it in the thing. Yeah, but, definitely true. But also <laughs> just like making a hilarious joke about how uh, oh a jealous husband and then they got divorced and sort of like that was like a, a famously troubled relationship I think and like I don't know it just seems weird to be like making hilarious joke particularly because the sketch ends with I feel like a slut shaming joke where they're like you know that that picture became very that image became very iconic but at least Joe DiMaggio got to fuck her. And just him and all of these people. And then yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, like a gross. movie sequence. And it's like, oh, like a million names come up. And I was kind of like, okay, but like, what's the joke? I actually thought there were not nearly enough names in that list for it to be even remotely funny. I, th- I think it was probably, there were probably real people who... Yeah, they should have yeah. come up with way more. If you're exactly. going to do a scroll joke, you got to commit to that. Exactly. You it should have had, yeah. had like a bunch of completely random, insane names yes. in there. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he did. Yep. So, yeah, specifically over that. So, hilarious. Yeah, uh, one thing I want to say is shout out to my husband, Colin, who was like, I don't think I knew she was married. And I said, she was married more than once. And I was like, she was married to Arthur Miller. And he goes, oh, uh, playwright. Um, <laughs> death of a salesman? And I was like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Because <laughs> Colin doesn't normally know those things. So good for you, sweet love. Rochelle, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that sketch? Um, I thought it was like I don't really know. I was like I was in, I enjoyed seeing Will Ferrell uh, come along. I thought the joke itself it was it was only one joke played out three or four times. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is I see that this is amusing. Um, but yeah, like the the thing about like these are all the people she had sex with was just gross and not a, like you said didn't go far enough to even make it funny. Like if it was a bunch of fake names, it would have worked, but. I don't think that's what it was. I did not respect the sketch enough to even try to read the names in the scroll joke. Same here, yeah. So yeah, it just came across as like, it was, it was a very thin joke uh, that should have been like in the background of a meteor sketch mm-hmm. or like should have been like, you know, the seasoning on something a little with a little more substance. But that was in fact just the whole thing. I also felt like the joke was saying that not that finding any reason for him to be jealous is the is the is the joke like the joke's not on him right it's like those are things where it's like i feel like the the perspective of the sketch is like yeah like those are things that you would get upset about like she's the one who's behaving badly in this sketch not the abusive person or the man like groping her that doesn't know her so again like i just it just feels like this is one of those situations where like the butt of the joke is actually like that is not is not the right person yep so that, I think, covers the sketches that she was in. Correct. Yeah. So we got very little exposure to Charlize's work. We did see a couple other things. There was a Robert Smigel TV Funhouse sketch, which I was not good. have nope. never seen a single one of those that I thought was remotely funny. And okay. I've never understood uh, the persistence of them. I just have such antipathy towards TV Funhouse. Like, whenever that dog comes in and rips down the thing, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> the, the one part of that uh, sketch that did make me laugh was when Mr. T gets all of his stay in school sound bites all mixed up at the end. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, if you as long as you get eight hours of drugs or something like this. <laughs> and it was like Stay in milk. But he, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he did a whole bunch of them all back to back, all wrong. Yeah. That was that was the only part that made me laugh. I forgot there was an actor strike in 2000. Uh, so I, w- th- I was. Was just... there an animator strike as well? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow, yeah, they had to do these for like fourteen cents and use like nine frames. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was stupid. We also saw just like the clip from the gag at the end of Weekend Update, 
Oh. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was kind of, kind of, funny. kind of funny. Rachel Dratch really sells it. Yeah. But it was also just kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> she proposed, there was apparently a Fox special called Surprise Weddings, which sounds like something Fox would do in the year 2000 or yep. really the year 2018. Now. And she surprise proposes to Jimmy Fallon and he says no, because they are not together. <laughs> right. And because he bought a PlayStation 2. Uh, right. And that's going to be time consuming. And he thought she was coming on to talk about North Korea. North Korea. So then the really, really funny bit is that she tearfully starts talking about <laughs> Madeleine Albright negotiating with the North Koreans. That was very good. I just, every time I see Rachel Dratch in a thing, I think about, I think it's in Bossy Pants where Tina Fey is like, Rachel Dratch is so funny. Yeah. And it's not right that she didn't get to have a bigger career because she is not classically beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, typecast as a spinster crazy cat lady. Yeah. All the time. And I, I just feel like I've heard that from a lot of other, like, you know how there's like comedians, comedians. Yeah. And uh, I feel like there are a ton of people who are like, Rachel Dratch is so under yeah. Uh, utilized in popular culture and so to see her play like a pathetic character again yeah. sort of like oh i want to i want to see what you guys all get to see because you get to work with her all the time on some level so but she was so good even though she was playing a pathetic character so quickly some of the sketches that we missed other than gemini's twin there was something <laughs> called the coconut bangers ball wherein robert goulet sang some rap songs Okay. Sounds terrible. And <laughs> then there was the Buena Vista Social Club where people sexually harass Charlize Theron. Um, they do have a transcript of it. It involves saying dirty things in Spanish. Oh, and bedtime stories. There was a Mr. Peepers sketch. Are okay. you familiar with Mr. Peepers? Nope. Consider nope. yourself lucky. Wait. Okay. You know what it is. Is it Chris Kattan playing a monkey? Yes. What? It's probably the worst recurring sketch of all <laughs> that is quite a gauntlet yeah i know but like i think it would win i so i'm sort of like i know march is over but should that be bracketed yeah. <laughs> what recurring sketch was the dumbest people are gonna have opinions yeah not me because i haven't seen enough snl to know i also have not seen a lot of snl but i i find it unimaginable that there could be something so similarly awful. Well, I used to loathe the cheerleaders. Oh, I like the cheerleaders. And like, I'm curious if I watched it now if I'd feel differently, but I used to be like, Will Ferrell's not funny because I hated that that, um, that recurring character. And then obviously I was like, well, nope, I'm wrong. He's very funny. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't think it was like, you know, top 15 Will Ferrell sketches, yeah. but the cheerleaders were fine. Bob's like, I have no idea what you're talking I don't know about. Anything about this. <laughs> yeah. So, Charlize Theron, I'm so glad that you learned. To be funny, eventually. <laughs> SNL, I'm glad that I choose to believe that most of those sketches wouldn't be put on today. I hope not. She, she's proving once again, you can never start too low. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Don't seek these out. You're fine with that. Yeah, just watch the crazy kitten one. Watch the Whiskers watch Are We. Whiskers Are We Great. on repeat for 15 minutes and you'll have a better time than we did. God, yep. so funny. <laughs> There's probably enough Whiskers Are We sketches now to blast about the same length of time as this experience. Probably more. Yeah. I still have only seen the one. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to say is that between Whiskers Are We and then apparently Gemini's Twin was also a long recurring sketch that they, whenever they had yeah. a female host, they would have her come be on Gemini's Twin. That's two recurring sketches inaugurated by Charlize Theron. Hey. Oh, that's Interesting, good. huh? Yeah. For somebody who's only hosted a show twice. She leaves cool. the mark. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks to Alex Reed for our theme tune. 
Check, make sure to check out uh, Death at Sunset, our friends at High on Film. Now have, complete! Have now concluded, I've listened to all four episodes multiple times, and they are fantastic. So I love how much in. of a fanboy you are of that show. <laughs> it's great! I think Bob Shields' like, happiest possible place would be to be eating pizza at Driftwood Oven while listening to Death at Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know why I'm so jazzed about those two things, but here, here we are. So check it out, it's, uh, Hard Times and Soft Drinks is the story. And, most importantly, Thank you, Charlies! Charlie Zenith? No. no. I don't even want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not ranking it either, so I feel comfortable right. saying that one. Keanu, I, let's, I will we'll have Keanu play Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, same here. I was going to say the same thing. I am going to replace Chris Kattan in the Blair Witch Project and oh, have got Keanu. Sounds good. Sounds like it'll good be shape. fun to Photoshop. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prison Riot? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they can make a sketch out of that. Put it in the George W. Bush crisis. Put it in the monologue and just uh, don't let the monologue happen. Just have the audience be like, stop! You're not as clever an as you think. An audience riot. <laughs> <laughs>